Hello, everybody. I'm Nicholas Snow, and this is The Snowstorm, the new Hot Topics interactive live panel discussion show nightly at 6 p.m. Pacific on Promohomo TV. That's dot TV. And this is January 1st, 2024. And the question that I'll be discussing with my panel today, along with broad, broader topics, is will we save our democracy in 2024? You know, I spend a lot of my time watching news networks. I watch CNN, MSNBC. I watch local news. You won't catch me watching Fox News. And uh, and uh, unless I'm compelled to see it in someone else's house, at which point I'll come up with a reason to leave quickly. Um, and uh, I know all of us at the same time are on social media and we're talking about these shows. Uh, we're interacting about what we're watching on TV. And many of us in our lives are really kind of activists and we're involved in making a difference. So... Um, I thought, but what better way than to curate a nightly conversation with really passionate, powerful people in their own right who are working to make a difference and to do it regularly. So one of the features of this show is powerful rotating panelists. Another is I'll be able to curate your social media comments right into the show um, and I look forward to doing that if you're watching live. This is the first show out of the gate, so who knows how many people will watch this show live. But as we progress, I just know that it's going to be a very hot, hot, hot show. Um, with that, I'd like to introduce the panelists. Uh, they'll come up and they'll be coming up in just a couple of minutes. I have Robert Keston, Executive Director of Stonewall National Museum, Archives, and Library, based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He spent his career working for human rights, democracy, and education around the world. He is a firm believer that the LGBTQIA community is the bridge that in time will bring people together as we are in every community around the world. And for more information about his important work, go to stonewall-museum.org. Uh, Dr. Ronnie Sanlow and Dr. Kelly Watson of Straight Knot Productions are the originators and hosts of the new LGBTQ History Alive podcast, which premiered today, January 1st, 2024. They also happen to be associate producers of Promo Homo TV. Uh, their company, Straight Knot Productions, was created to engage lesbians in participation in the arts, enhance lesbian participation in education, and create strong community support. Find more information at ronniesanlow.com. Note the spelling of Ronnie's name on the screen. Finally, Wyatt O'Brien Evans is the quintessential Renaissance man. He's a journalist, author, radio personality, and his new novel, Nothing Can Tear Us Apart, Shattered, is out, and Wyatt is his uh, podcast, which airs on Spotify and the Wyatt O'Brien Evans YouTube channel, and you can find more at wyattevans.com. So that's our esteemed panel. I'm going to have them for you after this. Promo Homo TV is all about empowering you, our communities, and our world. Shouting out to my media partners, Pink Media, amplifying Promo Homo TV across the Twitterverse with their hashtag I Love Gay campaign. GayDesertGuide.LGBT and KGay1065 Palm Springs, available worldwide. Ask your smart speaker to play KGAY. 
It's as simple as this. We will save our democracy in 2024, or we will watch the United States implode. I'm Nicholas Snow, and this crisis we face is why I have launched The Snowstorm, a nightly Hot Topics panel discussion show in which I will curate your social media comments into the show, and we will connect the conversation to action we can take to save America. Watch The Snowstorm nightly at 6 p.m. Pacific at promohomo.tv. So I was listening to the new opening and I thought, oh my God, is it raining? Is there a storm outside? And then I remembered, oh, it's in my ear. So without further delay, let me introduce uh, my panelists for the evening in no particular order. I have Robert Keston, Wyatt O'Brien Evans, and Ronnie Sandlow and Kelly Watson. Welcome to the premiere of The Snowstorm. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So I just want to start by stating about how come I know you, but I know some of you already know each other. Uh, so um, I have known uh, Ronnie and Kelly through the local community here in Palm Springs, brought together by our passion for activism and civil rights. And uh, we have connections to the recovery community. And I've been a champion of one of their great causes, the L Fund. So we have an, a nice history. I know Wyatt because he's been on my guest many times. And uh, through no coincidence, uh, Ronnie and Kelly are associate producers of Promo Homo TV. They help make it happen, as is Wyatt O'Brien is one of the Promo Homo TV superstars who supports the show. And Robert was pitched to me by his fantastic publicist, but it turns out that Robert and Ronnie kind of have a connection. So let's take it from you, Ronnie, and then to Robert about your connection. Well, our, our connection, well, first, hello, Nicholas. And hello, Hi, Robert and Wyatt. Um, this is fun, this is fun. Um, the connection is that Kelly and I have started our podcast, LGBTQ History Alive with Ronnie and Kelly. And Robert was one of the people we invited to be on our podcast. So he'll be on later in the season. But um, I'm from Florida. And a number of years ago, Kelly and I were actually at the Stonewall Museum uh, doing some research for uh, a documentary that we did a number of years ago called Dear Anita Bryant. So, um, so I didn't meet Robert then. He wasn't there yet. But... Um, but the connection is, is that I'm from Florida, familiar with Stonewall. Robert is the executive director of Stonewall, and he was a guest on our program. And it, it's just been quite lovely. Well, fantastic. And that new podcast launching today, you can find it at ronniesanlow.com, R-O-N-N-I, uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Right. Um, right. So, uh, Robert, did you enjoy being on their podcast? Yes, they're great fun to talk to. And it's always wonderful to talk to people who understand the importance of archives and libraries in a world that is tumultuous because we can only form a better world if we understand how we got here. And archives and libraries are the tools that help us understand how we got to where we are today. Certainly, you know, our history informs the present. And what's so scary is that, um, the for, uh, there's, you know, very ugly, dark forces that are trying to erase history and eliminate our ability to teach what really happened. And 
Wyatt as a as a you know powerful black man who's an activist you know expressing your truth you have a, a very unique experience to the erasure of history um uh what would you like to say since i stumbled onto that particular topic about the effort to erase black history from the school systems well i mean what you're saying Nic nicholas is totally valid i mean we're in this it's the right wing republicans that are trying to do it i mean you know my mother would always tell me that if you don't learn from your history your present pretty much will be screwed up i mean because we need to have an honest and open conversation about the history of this nation that is the only way that we're going to come together collectively and make some progress i mean because sweeping slavery from example under the rug i mean you had nikki haley right <laughs> who couldn't right. even admit that who let her out right who let her out really they need to just i don't know about her but you know she's trying to appeal to the <laughs> republicans and all of that but if you can't even admit your truths we have a big problem it's like houston we have a problem here I, I couldn't uh, agree with you more. Now, someone that hasn't spoken out loud yet is Kelly. Kelly, um, I know that you don't rush to be in front of an audience, so I was a bit surprised to know that you were the co-host of a podcast, so congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you can respond out loud. And uh, But one of the things that I know about you, Kelly, is that you are... Uh, you're angry and you're activated and you're on the front lines and you are engaged. Everyone on the screen is, but um, I was just wanting to know if you would talk to me about how you're feeling about uh, the question we're asking today. Will we save democracy in 2024? How are you feeling and what are you doing to make sure the answer to that question is yes? I'm doing everything that I can. Ronnie and I have a page on Facebook called Resist with Kelly and Ronnie, and we've been posting daily actions for ever since uh, Trump first got into office and continue to do that. And any given day, some, you know, mostly I, I, I'm in for the long haul. I, I believe we all have to stay out and we have to stay active and we have to fight disinformation. And to what extent I can do that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Um, and then sort of just hope, you know, keeping a handle on on hope, because I think uh, the dark can get very dark for me. And, you know, way back when uh, Timothy Snyder wrote on tyranny and everybody said, oh, we're overreacting. You know, this is not about tyranny or a person wanting to be dictator. And anybody looking at the historical implications of what was being said by the Republican Party was like, wait a minute. It's like exactly what's happening. Um, so. I think we're so far along into the process that uh, we just have to bring our best fighting selves to every game we engage in. Uh, anyone want, Wyatt, you wanted to add something? Yeah, um, I was reading in the Washington Post today, um, one of the um, editorial writers, Karen Tumulty, wrote something about, is this who we really are? And she was saying that if Trump is reelected, First of all, she was saying that so many times through the years, you know, when there are controversies, it said, this is not who we are, right? So what Karen was saying is that if Trump wins again, 
this is truly who we are. And it just boggles the mind because I never really knew, I never knew that we would get to where we are today, you know, as far as the racism and the dysfunction and the hate. And just like Tumulty says, if he wins again, this is who we are. Very, very scary. I do have a live viewer comment from Rock May who says Happy New Year and it's great to be here. Um, his brand online is Omni Muscle, so he always sends Omni hugs. Thank you for that. And he's also a supporter of Pro Bahomo TV. Um, Robert, what would you like to say about any topic we've discussed so far? And then I have a follow up question for you. Well, my feeling is a little bit different than what you've all been saying. And that's maybe because so much of my work over the years before I came to Stonewall has been international. And I think that we run a tremendous risk when we consider the United States as the center of the world, because the world is so interconnected and interrelated that when you drop a pin in Indonesia, it punctures a balloon that's in South America. Hmm. And what's going on right now, even in terms of our democracy, is most certainly global. And I'm not speaking in this capacity as executive director of Stonewall, where I'm responsible to speak about the LGBTQ community and on a national basis, um, and the importance of archives and libraries and museums. Uh, but in my work doing human rights and intergovernmental affairs around the world, I would say that we deceive ourselves and the complexity of what's going on when we look at Nikki Haley or when we look at certain things that are going on here. Not that they aren't important, they are, but that they aren't happening in a vacuum. Right. And the global economic world, the global financial community, the energy companies, the energy control is massive. And it goes back a thousand years or more. You know, when the Dutch ruled the world, it was wind and water. And then what happened ultimately was coal and England became king. The United Kingdom, because of its coal resources, took over the world and the sun never set on the English empire hmm. until oil and gas. And then oil and gas were much easier to use and much less costly than coal. And that changed the dynamics and moved the power base over the ocean. And by the end of the second world war, the United States was a superpower. Hmm. And now we are watching oil and gas as the prime energy source slip. But the investment in oil and gas is so great that the people who have become trillionaires through it do not want to give it up. And that infrastructure um, transcends politics, military, as well as economics and energy. And so we protect certain countries. We protect certain waterways. We protect certain industries simply because they're all part of that big, big military industrial industrial energy um, complex. You wanted to add to that, Ronnie? 
I, not really, but my, my thinking is, does that mean that um, we're, that we're just screwed? <laughs> we're just screwed. I mean, is it time to, to re, well, I mean, what would, what would relocating to another country even do? I mean, you know, with Hungary and Viktor Orban, you know, they've already chopped up democracy into pieces. And of course, we know what Putin's done and continues to do, you know, and with the whole concept of, of energy and, and the changing uh, energy scene, you know, I mean, at one point, actually at several points, Kelly and I thought about leaving the country and looking for other places to live. We've traveled looking for other places to live. And we still aren't clear if we would stay here if Trump wins. But then where where would we go? You know, other than to disappear on our boat up, you know, somewhere. Why? Oh, boy. Well, I have friends who have fled to Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that when you really look at everything globally, it appears anyway that there's like this right-wing wave that is just sweet. I won't say sweeping because that might be putting too much weight on it, but there seems to be this current of, of the right-wing thing going on. So it's not just this country either. Um, I, where are you going to go? I mean... It's, it, it, it is really, it can be somewhat depressing, but you have to have hope. And I don't mean to sound like a cliche. This, you have to have hope. You've got to try as an individual and also in groups to make a difference, to make a change. But if Trump does become president again, we are in deep poop. Well, uh, you set me up by mentioning the word hope because I want my viewers to know about right. the hopeful sexual campaign. And we're going to come back. And in the home stretch of the show, I'd like to talk about some of the biggest issues that we're facing in the country today, what we might do about it, and, and anything that we might be able to do to keep Trump from being reelected. We'll be back after this. This particular shirt is the crux of the Hopeful Sexual Campaign, and it is designed to inspire authentic human connection while simultaneously combating sexual, sexuality-based shame and stigma. And the really cool thing is, if you go to hopefulsexual.com, it takes you to an Amazon store where this shirt is available in all sorts of styles, sizes, and colors. And I use the revenue to fund promohomo.tv. So check it out. I think everyone, almost everyone is a hopeful sexual, don't you? So Kelly, uh, Ronnie, Kelly, uh, Kelly saw me wearing this. She said, oh, I really love that shirt. I want it. And then she said, I'm not so sure it would be appropriate for a married woman to wear the shirt. And I said, well, I'm sure that the two of you still hope to be sexual. 
Uh, but this is the most complimented shirt I've ever worn. Uh, and I promise that any of you get it, uh, uh, you'll get the same sorts of compliments. And, uh, you know, Kelly, Ronnie and Wyatt and also Rock who are watching, they're, they're all subscribers to Promo Homo TV. Uh, the entry level is only $3 a month. So any of those uh, viewers out there who are inspired to sign up, please do. Because the snowstorm has no sponsors on purpose. I didn't want to be limited on the controversies I could address and on the, I didn't want to get anyone, any, any sponsor in trouble by um, being as uh, outspoken as I want to be on the show. So I'm depending upon your support. Uh, so issues that are on my mind, we have the horrible dehumanization of immigrants mm -hmm. the, and the, the massive breakdown of the immigration system. Uh, the flaws that remain because of the inability for our government to work on it because of the polarization. Um, we have uh, the horrible wars that are going on. Uh, we have the Ukraine in jeopardy of being overtaken by Russia. And we have the resistance of our government to get their act together to help out with that effort. And then we have, you know, uh, the conflict uh, between Israel and Hamas, uh, the terrorist group Hamas. But the, the reality is that innocent people get killed in wars. And of course, I don't need to tell some of the people on my screen uh, the rise of anti-Semitism. I know at least, Ronnie, uh, you are Jewish, and I'm not sure, Robert, you might be. But um, let's speak to let's speak to those those issues that I just mentioned, and perhaps you have some that I didn't. Uh, let's start with Ronnie and Kelly. You know, I mean, that's a whole plethora of issues. Hmm. Um, all of them. I mean, one is every bit as important as the next, and and every bit as depressing. Um, I still have relatives in Israel. And so, you know, we're in touch with them on a regular basis to make sure that they're safe and to see how they're feeling. And they're, you know, they, the ironic thing is they moved there from the United States a while back. And they said that regardless of what's happening in Israel, they feel safer there than they do here in the United States. Um, and, and I found that to be very interesting. Um, you know, what's, what's important to me is looking, and maybe this is the way in which I dig my hole and stick my head in it. I love history. Um, and I love looking at my history as a lesbian, um, and our history as LGBTQ people, um, in, in our family, you know, besides us two old dykes. We've got a pansexual son, two pansexual, I can't even say granddaughters, grandpersons, um, a transgender granddaughter, and a grandson who's 10, and we don't know what he is. Um, but, but it's important in my mind for us to be doing this history work so that these children know as they are growing up in their own interesting, non-heterosexual, strange little spheres, that 
that they're not growing up um, all by themselves, that there's, there's a whole group of people that, that started out before them who paved the way and on whose shoulders they stand. So those are the things that knowing that I as one person have no power for all these other big issues other than the things that I write on Facebook, which is a lot, which is enough probably to get me shot. Um, and I'll continue to do that. Um, my, my personal goal is to keep honoring our sheroes and heroes and theyros and honoring the history uh, that, that got us LGBTQ people to this place. Kelly, anything to add? Uh, my thought was, you know, in doing interviews, variety of activists in this, this last month or so, um, the, the message has been very universal that we need community, we need to be allies to all all um, stigmatized communities, and, and to, to be out there and up. My own experience is is really heavily weighted by two experiences. In, in the 60s, I lived in Germany as a child, and um, and then I'm also a child of the drug, sex, rock and roll revolution and peace and love. And, and that still touches my heart that, you know, I had this old t-shirt that, that said, you know, all is love. And so there's the part, the hopeful part of me is we could draw people back into that nurturing place where we simply live and let live and help each other be authentic and be supported and, and have equal rights. I know that's really Pollyanna, um, but I still think as an overarching goal, it, it suits my heart. It's beautifully, She's a nice one. <laughs> it's beautifully, beautifully stated. Robert, what would you like to add? Well, I've worked in all of those countries that you mentioned. I worked on Ukraine independence from the Soviet Union. I worked in Israel. I worked in the Gulf and in Egypt, Tunisia, and the West Bank during the Arab Spring. Um, so I have a very different take on what's going on and why it's going on. Uh, but once again, I think it ties in exactly to everything that's happening here. And the big fear that I have is the failure of the U.S. educational system because of government regulations and involvement um, so that we are not being educated in a way that makes us good citizens because an American to be a good citizen has to be well-informed and know how to find information because it's we the people. And so we are the responsible ones and we do not elect leaders in the United States. We, we elect representatives and our representatives are not representing us on any score. And that's why we don't have better gun laws. That's why we do not have a, funct a functioning legislature that's why we have what's growing to seem like a more corrupt than we would have ever anticipated judiciary. Um, that's on us. And that's a problem. Um, I want to leave it uh, to you, Wyatt, for a final remark, because our time has just raced by. Um, Wyatt, you live in the Beltway, and I'm just right. curious. Um, do you feel like you're getting the truth in your local media? Do you feel like you're inside the bubble? Um, how are you getting your information uh, uh, and take it away? Well, you know, I try to look at a variety of news sources um, to find out really what's going on so I can make the right decisions about what I hear, what I see. 
Um, social media, some people say it's the devil. And we're so, too many of us are so locked into social media that we're not really paying attention to the rest of the world, reading enough and, 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 and listening to news shows, that sort of thing. Deep in my gut, I'm a hopeful sexual because I <laughs> gave you a plug because I really believe that we can make a positive change. We just got to work at it. Unfortunately, there's so many divisions. People, you know, retreat to their own tribes. We have got to listen to each other more. We've got to keep more of an open mind because if we don't, we're, we're going to be really displeased with the result that we get. Well, I want to thank all of you for being on the show tonight. Clearly, uh, we've raised more issues than to come up with answers. Um, but this is a nightly conversation that is going to go on, at least for me, for, you know, every night this year uh, when I'm at all, uh, when I'm when I'm available. Rock says, ironically, the information is there, but many uh, use the word lazy because it's easy or they don't look harder. Maybe they just believe what they are told the first time. We really need to be responsible to make sure that we're seeking out uh, accurate information because facts are facts. Uh, thank you. Thank you all for being on the show. Thank you. And you can sit tight if you want to talk briefly uh, uh, when we go off air, if you want, if you can't do that, no problem. For those of you at home, thank you so much for watching. And I'll see you tomorrow night when one of the people on the show facilitates a Facebook group of 1200 gay men. How does he do that? And also, the night after that, I have a really powerful lesbian, political, super powerhouse person coming on. And who knows who else will join the show. See you soon. In a safe place, I got room to breathe. Been a long chase, but at last I'm free These open woods, I knew I could find peace here Nothing like the city where I got tired of the running, the catching up I got hungry for the stars